Hi, this is Bob Sarantino from Italian Roots and Genealogy, and I have a great guest today, Frank DiPiero from Keeping It Real with Frankie D. So welcome, Frank. Thanks for being here. Bob, thank you so much for having me. I'm on the... Uh... I'm I'm in the other chair for uh, probably the very first time. I don't think I've ever really been interviewed. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I did it. I did it once, and it is strange being on the other end. That's for sure. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about about your podcast and and um, your website. But before we do that, you come from two Italian parents, yes? Absolutely, yes. And yes. where where are they from? So uh, my mom's side is from. Uh, they're from Sicily. And it's a, uh, a small town called Sant'Ambrogio. And it's about, uh, about four kilometers outside of Shefalu, which is right on the coast. It's a, it's Shefalu is a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, uh, attracts a lot of uh, European tourists that come to the beaches. There's a famous cathedrale there. It's, it's, it's really beautiful. And it's a very small town, like I say, Sant'Ambrogio. And then my father's side, is from a very small town as well, but in Abruzzo, and it's called Bunyada, and it's outside of a bigger city called Sumona, and Sumona has something that it's what very well known for. It is the city of the confetti, the uh, uh, almond, the uh, uh, candy-coated almonds that they give out at the weddings. Really? So Sumona, ah. yes, Sumona is like the capital of the of where they make confetti, and they sell them all over the world. So, uh, yeah, two different uh, two different regions. They're uh, proud of both. And uh, now, and as soon I, as as soon as you said confetti, I knew what you meant, right? Exactly. But, but, yeah. but no, the young I, kids well, probably were thinking about you know confetti. <laughs> you're hundred percent right. I don't even know if. Uh, you know, back, I think, in the day, confetti were like a staple at, yes. at weddings. I don't think they are as much now, although it's still, I mean, they're, they're still sold, like I said, but I don't think it's as popular. No, no, I don't think so either. But although I haven't been to an Italian wedding in quite some time. Uh, so now, so and now, have you researched you have the, you have the family's back? Um, well, it's... Uh, Yes, yes. I mean, I, I've been to Italy many times. I've been to both towns. Um, I, the, it's ironic, though. Within the past maybe two months, uh, a girl reached out to me, and that's the beauty of all this, you know, social media. There are some beauty things, and there's some really horrible things. But mm-hmm. one of the beauty things is about two months ago, a girl reaches out to me um, that's related on my father's side, and this girl did extensive research of the family and of Bunyada and she's been sending me things left and right. And, it, and it's just, it's just amazing. Cause I mean, she's going back generations and generations, uh, which is, is very interesting, extremely interesting. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Now. So how did she find you like Facebook or something? I think, uh, I think on Facebook, uh, maybe that Facebook Messenger, because I believe Facebook Messenger, you don't have to be friends with That's someone. Right. So you can type a name in, and we have the same last name. So I, I guess that's the way she found me. And, uh, you know, at first when she said, like, you know, you're the son of so-and-so and the grandson of so-and-so, and I'm like, yeah, this girl knows what she's talking about. <laughs> and then she just sent me all this extensive stuff of, like, 
I mean, literally like my grandfather's great grandfather. And it's just very interesting to see the, the lineage and the names and, and all that. So, uh, she did my homework for me. Uh, it's like, I'm back in school. Somebody did my homework. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so no, it was, it's a wonderful thing. And I'll tell you, she's, uh, I'm in Chicago, but, uh, she lives in Florida and she has like a Facebook page dedicated to the, the, the town Bunyada. Uh, she has a website and I, I was thinking like, boy, it would be just wonderful, really, really wonderful to try to create like a little Bunyada reunion in Bunyada in Italy. Uh, yeah. you know, I realize yeah. that's not an easy thing, but there's uh, my, unfortunately my father's side, hardly anyone was in Chicago. I mean, like, like really? no, Zans, there was just one relative and that's it. So my father's side, they're more out in Youngstown, Ohio, and they're in Pennsylvania. Uh, my mother's side, many, many people. But my father's side, like next to nobody. So this is this is really cool for me. And uh, hey, maybe you never know. You never know. Maybe one day in a couple of years, you know, you put it out there and whoever shows, shows. And that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we had the, we, we were supposed to be there last month. We had to cancel twice because of COVID. And I... I'm kind of sorry we did this time. Uh, I, I think it probably would have been okay, but I was doing a thing with Italy Rooting where they were, she was bringing, she was going to have these special events for us, you know, and when we spoke in August, she was like, I, I can't be sure that they're not going to close a region, you know, so we're going to go, we're going to hopefully, well, I'm going anyway in May. I don't care, but I was supposed to meet, uh, 20 cousins that, you know, up until a few years ago, I never knew existed in Italy. Um, and I just found um, a second cousin from my grandmother, my father's mother, um, that no one in the family had a clue. I mean, we didn't know any, we had any relatives in Italy, nevertheless, a second cousin. So it's really pretty awesome when you find that stuff out. And Oh, without um, a doubt it is. It's, it's, it's one of my greatest memories was the first time I'll never forget my life. The first time that I went to Italy when I uh, flew into Rome and uh, I went with a buddy and I was very lucky because the, the friend at this point, I, we were 19. He had been to Italy like 15 times. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He spoke fluent Italian. He, it was like his second country. I mean, it was, it was for him, it was easy. And I went with him. So I benefited from his knowledge and he actually had a girlfriend in Rome and we, uh, we must've taken a bus or a cab or something and went into Rome. And I remember standing on a corner and I'm just looking around and you know, the story is even more significant because this is pre-internet. So the world wasn't a small place when I was 19, it, it was a big place. <laughs> and, and, you know, it wasn't that I could just pop into my computer. There were no computers, you know, I couldn't look up these things. So I'm standing in Rome on a corner, I'm looking around and I'm just overwhelmed that me, this kid from Chicago is standing in Rome, Italy. I, I just couldn't believe it. And then the first times that I went to these two towns, my mom's town and my dad's town, they, it, it was just amazing for me. It just, it blew me away, literally. The fact that I was there. And, and an interesting story with um, my mom's side, 
Um, so Shefalu, when you're standing on, on the beach and you look out, there is, you could see water, you see a big mountain, then you see the Catedrale, which is this famous Catedrale. And a lot of people apparently, you know, must take wedding pictures standing in this spot. So, you know, my whole life in my grandfather's house, there were all these wedding pictures of, of all my grandpa's, you know, nieces and nephews. And, you know, you're a little kid. I, you know, it didn't mean really much to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I was standing there and I'm looking out and I'm like, oh my God, that's the picture. I'm standing in the spot of the <laughs> oh, picture yeah, right. my whole life. But like I said, you're a kid, you don't know anything. And that pre-internet world, it was a different world. You know, the only thing you knew about Italy was pictures. That's right. it. Right. Pictures, literally just pictures. That's it. There was no videos. There was no uh, Google. There was no, I mean, nowadays uh, we can experience everything in the world by just pushing a button on a computer. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we went 25 years ago. I, I worked in the UK for two years, so it was an easy trip. You know, it was two hours. It was fantastic. Um, and we went to Rome, of course, and then then, then to Sorrento. Uh, and, you know, walking around Sorrento, for, for, I mean, I'm walking around and my wife says to me, you love it here, don't you? And I said, I feel like I'm among my people. Now, she's half, she's half Sicilian, half Puerto Rican. Um, but I said, I feel like I'm with my people. And then, you know, walking around the town and seeing, you know, the Sorrentino butcher and the Sorrentino this. And, and then right in the middle of the town was the Circle of Sorrentino. Uh, and it was Sunday morning, maybe 10 o'clock or something like that. There was nobody in the place. And I wanted to get my picture taken in the place. And I went up to the... And he spoke a little English. I went up to the maitre d' or waiter or whatever he was. And I said, can I... You know, I'm a Sorrentino from America. Can I come in and take a picture? And he says, no, you don't come in. I said, no, just for a second. I want to take a picture. You know, I'm sorry. And he says, no, 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 you can't come in. I said, even for a second. And he he went like this with his head. And there were the four guys with the fedoras and the cigars sitting in the corner. Hmm. And I said, okay, I I understand. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> probably any other time of the day, I probably would have been able to go in. Absolutely, yes. Uh, but you know, but but like you said, you you you, uh, and I've talked. To, you feel different, you know. A hundred percent, and that's why. Also, you know, I'm very involved with the Italian community in Chicago, and I'm very concerned with uh, the younger people and and where our ethnic group is going because mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's it's not going upward. The arrow's not pointing up, it's pointing down. And, it, you know, that's just an obvious thing. It's 2021, you know, uh, it, it's not the same. Uh, I know in Chicago, I mean, there's Italian neighborhoods basically don't exist. I mean, there's a trinkling in a couple of areas. Uh, people don't come here from Italy anymore. There's no mass immigration. Uh, generations have passed and passed and passed, and it's just different. So it's, a, uh, uh, it's, an, it's an actual concern. And for me, the one solution that can can change things is a trip to Italy, like you just said, like like I said in my story. I mean, the impact of that trip to Italy is priceless. So for me, I'm on a crusade. I feel like we as a community need to organize a trip to Italy every summer for younger people, you know, like that 18 to 25-year-old uh, range, because odds are, very good odds are that trip to Italy is going to make a major impact on that person 
that's going to stay with them for a lifetime that is going to um, uh, create more interest in our ethnic group, in their own ethnic group, uh, which they probably, you know, some of them would be involved and it, it would create future leaders. I think it's I think it's the number one thing to get to younger people. Hands down, there's nothing else as close. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you know, maybe that's something that you and I and maybe Anthony Riccio from Boston, we, we work on together to do something. That's, that's, a, that's a fantastic idea because that's why I do what I do. I, I feel like the, the, the culture is being left behind, you know. The, the... For sure. And, and that's why, like, you know, I feel like we, it's almost like, a, like, a, like an obligation, a responsibility. Like, we need to do this. And, you know, when you hear countless stories, I'm sure you do, you come across this in your podcast. Uh, I do as well. And you're talking, you're interviewing somebody and it's like, I went to Italy and it changed everything. I, yeah. I just hear this repeatedly. Well, if that's the case, you know, I'm on these, uh, I'm involved with a lot of things. And there's this uh, national group now, a conference of the presidents. And uh, it's, it's people all over the country. And I mean, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to hear other people's uh, insights into this. But the, the recurring theme is, how are we going to get to the youth? How are we going to get to the youth? Mm-hmm. Our club, our organization, there's no young people. How are we going to get there? And, and I'm like yelling from the, from the rooftops, like, hey, if we have a problem there, and that's the problem for everyone in the country, we need to do something different. That, that any intelligent person would say, of course, you can't keep doing the same thing. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't want to cross over and offend anyone. That's not my point of anything. I always say, I'm speaking from Chicago. I know Chicago. I'm born and raised Chicago. So in Chicago, we give away probably collectively hundred to two hundred thousands of dollars a year on scholarships. And what we get in return for that as an ethnic community, mind you, is nothing. Mm. We get nothing back. There's no um you know, you say to the kid, well, are you going to study Italian in college? You're going to study Italian American studies. Are you going to help us? Are you going to get involved? There's nothing. There's just, here's your $3,000. Good luck. And, you know, that pays for a class or two. And, you know, and my thing is always the majority of these people, this is not a hardship thing. This is, you know, Joe's nephew, Pete's neighbor, and, and uh, Tony's friend. And we just give these things and it's like pretty much these kids are going to college regardless. They're not not going to college for that $3,000 scholarship. We're not asking them to, you know, part of it is you have to study Italian. So we're getting nothing in return. And if we put this money together and came up with a trip to Italy that I'd have no problem with them being part of the people that go, you know, uh, the impact would be major. But one thing with Italian Americans it's very difficult to convince them of doing different things. Um, they feel like, you know, I, I know I'm always, you know, like, who are you to tell us what to do with our money? Uh, uh, no, they rather have that dinner, that gala where they give out the award and everybody feels like we accomplished so much. It's great. I'm not discouraging education. I'm not discouraging anything, but ethnically speaking, there's no effect with that scholarship. 
Nine. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, and that's um, you know, that's one of the things that was so great when I when I got in touch with Anthony Riccio, and and I, you know, I probably do what you do. I mean, I search around for authors and I find interesting people, but that's what's so great about what Anthony's does because he, you know, he recorded the voices of people 40 years ago, Italian mm-hmm. immigrants from 40 years ago. Uh, they were in their 70s then, and so. You know, when you, when I get goosebumps when I talk about it, when I, when I hear this 75 year old woman, uh, that came here in 1910, maybe 1905, uh, talk about Italy and, you know, being on the farm and her mother going, oh, my, mom, my mother, she called her the chickens. Beep, 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 beep. It's amazing to me. And, and to your point, the kids today, they didn't grow up like us. They didn't grow up with the, the Italian family and, and, and you know, uh, not, and, and they didn't talk about Italy that much, but you had that that kind of, uh, you know, togetherness type of thing, you know, uh, and go, go into the Italian neighborhood where everybody on the block was Italian and stuff like that. Absolutely. And, that, that stuff's not around anymore. Yeah. I would and, love to talk. We got to, you know, we should do a Zoom with, uh, with Anthony one day. And, you know, I just feel like, more heads that kind of buy into what I'm saying, I think, why couldn't this happen? You know what I would love? Yeah, yeah. I would love I, to I tell these organizations, one year, one year, let's try this. And then if it turns out a disaster, well, you can tie me up on a wall and throw darts at me and you know, we'll be even. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, and you know, and I, and I heard, uh, uh, I think it was the Italian American podcast, and, and I and I sent him an email. It was one of the, one of the actors, an actor, and he never responded, which I was kind of sad about. But you know, I guess they get tortured by a lot of people. But um, they they were they were talking about this kind of same type of thing, you know. Uh, and he was they were saying that these Italian Americans that made it, actors, actresses, politicians, they don't do anything for us. But you know, yeah, they don't invest in the, in, they don't no, invest. They don't. But Bob, the national organizations tend to give them awards and honor. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you want better. And I brought this up last night in a zoom with a, an Italian American leadership network thing. And I, it's just interesting because I love hearing people's thoughts because this is my favorite topic every day. Okay. You know, I told them last night, uh, there's this big deal with Italian American heritage month in October. I said, I live, that's my heritage month every month. Every day, every day, every hour, every hour. So, um, where was I? Oh, so we're like, I don't understand these national organizations because part of our thing is this, um, you know, anti defamation, and we got to get people, the American public, to look at us beyond Jersey Shore and Sopranos. But then we honor the people who make these productions. And starring them. Now, I'm not here to tell anybody how they should make a buck. You're an actor. You got a part. You can make, God bless, do what you got to do. But we're going to honor the guy that's bringing us down in one regards. Now, like Mm -hmm. you said, if this actor ponied up and said, I'm going to make a donation of a quarter of a million dollars dedicated to Italian language and culture classes for kids uh, uh, K through 12, I'd say, God bless, give him the award. I'll shine it. But when he doesn't do anything for us and we're just based solely on 
he's famous and we're going to have an, a, a dinner and have him there and I'm going to take pictures with him. I don't buy into it. I don't care about that guy. That guy's meaningless to me. I was telling him last night, uh, uh, the man who volunteers at our community center, our Italian community center in Chicago, that just comes there voluntarily and paints and cleans and plasters the walls because the walls are so old, they're made of plaster, not even drywall. That's my hero. That's the guy I want to honor. Not some actor because he's famous. See, that's where our leadership is deranged. Like they're more concerned with that stuff. I could care less about that stuff. I don't want to take a picture with that actor. That does nothing for me. Give me a picture with the guy plastering the wall. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So that's a that's a good segue into into your website, um, which uh, you know you you talk about you know Italian American life and and everything. So what so what what does your website? What what's the intent of your website? We'll be right back. Italian Roots and Genealogy is proudly sponsored by Your Dolce Vita and Dawn Matera, connecting people to their purpose in life and continuing their legacy. For more information, contact Dawn at www.yourdolcevita.com. So, um, I mean, basically, uh, I kind of fell into doing a podcast when I didn't even know what that word meant at the time. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not really up to date on stuff. I'm not technological. If I didn't have my son to help me with all the computer stuff, I couldn't even do it. But um, yes, started this podcast, started interviewing, uh, trying to capture important things, uh, um, information, stories that I felt that our people should know about. Um, I'm not so much into, you know, Sunday dinner stories. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, we, it's like a beating a dead horse with the, you know, uh, the family gathers for Sunday dinner. That's awesome. And that was great, but we got to get beyond it. We got to get, you know, there's a lot of stuff we got to, we got to accomplish and, and, and let be known. So yeah. So do the podcast and uh, the interviews. And then I started uh, on my son's suggestion, doing a thing called Italian American moments which is a short minute video specifically because the attention span of people is not very large. And this hits directly a, an invention, an accomplishment, an interesting tale that in one minute I spew out a ton of words and hope that it arouses interest, okay? Sometimes I take these videos on sight of something that's appropriate for it. Like, for example, I just taped uh, in front of a Montessori school in Chicago. I did a little minute video about Maria Montessori. What is a Montessori school? Who's Maria Montessori? So I'm just trying to give them quickie information. Okay. Um, You know, an Italian immigrant invented the ice cream cone. Uh, uh, The list goes on and on and on. I I, I think we're up to like uh, 80 moments. And and like I said, it's just, and one thing with me, uh, the, the podcast, the Italian American moments, anything on my website, it's called Keeping It Real with Frankie D, but I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Me personally, I'm insignificant here. It doesn't matter about me. I'm just the guy that's coming out of my mouth. That's all. I want our people to take the, what I'm saying, the information, and run with it. It's not about me. You know, you know it's funny, you 
you you you share it on Facebook because that's the best way to get to people, right? And then once in a while, I have a Facebook group and it'll turn me down and it'll say, no selfie videos. And it's like, are you kidding me here? Selfie video? <laughs> I know that aggravates me too. <laughs> researching, writing, taping, this, that, information for our people. And this guy would rather have a thing about ravioli that because you know why? They don't even know any better. But it's okay. I'm not taking it personally. The point is, I'm trying to spread all this information. So the, the website's ItalianAmericanLife.com. And like I said, I'm involved with a lot of things on the website. Uh, I, I also have some, you know, occasionally if it's, um, if it's uh, a holiday and there's a certain uh, tradition or, or a cultural thing that we do food-wise, I will tape a video of that. Uh, I, I was very lucky. I, my wife was born in Italy. Um, she was born in Calabria. So, you know, I've been with much more an influx of Italian, Italian people for right. the past 35 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, like I say, I don't want these things to die. Um, we had an Italian club in Chicago, an actual building um, that uh, like everything else, you know, Money disappeared, interest disappeared, it ended. In fact, they knocked the building down. <laughs> oh, wow. So we used to have these monthly dinners and it was great. And, you know, I'm the type of guy, like, I always think to myself, well, why can't I do it then? You know what I mean? So we don't have the club. So, you know, went around. I know a lot of guys with restaurants, women with restaurants and like, hey, could we do this menu, ba ba ba, this set price. So we started doing these dinners, not all the time, three, four times a year, but we've been doing them for about nine years. And um, we call it Little Italy Cianetta. A Cianetta is a little dinner. Okay, a chain is a dinner, Cianetta is a little dinner. And it's, I'm the type of guy like build it and they shall come. So you'd say, well, it's a dinner, what's a big deal? Well, you know what though? When you bring Italians together, good stuff can happen from that. So just, being together with these 50, 60, 70, 80 people, you know, if there's anything in the, in the community happening, I'll, you know, do real quickie uh, uh, notifications in the beginning speech, if you will. I talk super fast, which I can, because I know people don't come there to listen to me, but if it's something important, I usually, you know, I subscribe to all these magazines, newspapers. So I put on a table, I spread it out, all this stuff. And I always say to everybody, take it, it's free, take it, take it. Take it. I want people uh, to read it and, you know, arouse interest. And on very rare occasions, because I don't want what it is, is, you know, whatever the price from the restaurant guy is, if it's $35, he charges me $35. I charge the people $35. So there's, mm -hmm. there's no money to make. Occasionally, I would have a raffle to raise money for an exclusive Italian cause. Only that. Be it. We, uh, we raised money. We started a, an Italian-American studies program at Loyola University in Chicago. I thought that was a good cause. Uh, we raised money for, we have two feast bands in Chicago, two. There's hardly any left in the entire United States of America. I was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. White shirts and the yeah. hats. Yeah. It's a treasure. Well, the guy comes to me one day and he, you know, he's like, well, hey, we need to buy some equipment, some hats. He's like, he tried the major organizations in Chicago, nothing. Go fund me $20. I said, I'll tell you what, the next dinner we have, I'm gonna do a raffle, I'm gonna give you the money. So 
I think the people that come, the guys that come, I, you know, it's like, I think they trust me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a very, what you see is what you get type of guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I'm a man of my word. You know, if I say that dinner's $35 and you're going to get this, this, and this, well, damn it, you get this, this, and this, and you pay $35. Okay. So years into this, yeah, I think they trust me. So, you know, I said, Hey guys, we're going to have a raffle. You know, I personally just get some stuff and get the tickets and uh, we're going to raise money for the band. I don't even think they really even, but it's like, okay, it's a good thing. Boom. Give me this $10, $20. Lo and behold, we do the raffle, raise 900 bucks. I handed it to the guy. He was just like, wow, nobody does this. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying we're in it from the heart. Yeah, you know, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like, like I said, me, you, Anthony, and there's a bunch of other people in it. And, you know, in fact, you know, with the podcast, I, I, we have some people that we, that we interviewed, uh, you know, John Cavallone and uh, Carla Simonini and, and uh, Lou Del Bianco, which was a fantastic story. I, I had no Incredible. idea that an Italian American was up there you know, fixing Jefferson's nose and all of this crap. I mean, all three people you named are just great quality people. Uh, Carla is the head of this Italian American school from Loyola University. I mean, uh, what a what a great thing. And the the, the, the leader, the king of that was a man named Dominic Candeloro. Yes, I've spoken to Dominic. Okay, Dominic had to raise $500,000 and in Chicago, in the Italian American community, it might as well have been two billion. <laughs> and people laughed. And that man, by hook or by crook, begged, borrow, and steal, and he raised five hundred grand. God bless him. Ah, oh, that's inc- that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, that was that was an amazing thing. And and you know, just to been just a teeny, teeny, tiny, small part of it. Because there again, there were many people in our community that most people didn't understand what an actual Italian American studies program was, and that's okay. But a lot of people and people that are like, you know, big time people in the community, they could care less. They didn't, I know, not I interested. Know. it wasn't going to be about them. I, they weren't going to get to be with some famous person or a politician and they could care less. One thing you'll understand about me, Bob, I speak the truth. <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the, I'm the same way. And, and, you know, I, you know, I did a, I did a post and I, I, I found it quite by accident, uh, that there were seven, there were seven Italians at the battle of little bighorn. Wow. I didn't know that. I never knew that. And, you know, as I started researching it and only one guy survived is John Martin. That's he, that was his U S army, Giovanni Martini. Uh, and he survived because he was the bugler and, and they sent him to go tell the other general or colonel or whatever that we're surrounded by Indians. Wow, that's a great story. But, you know, who knew this? I never who knew, knew this. this guy. And, and, you know, well, and it's the same. God bless you. God bless you to keep these, these kind of stories. And, it, and, it's, a, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing with, with you know, Luigi Del Bianco. You know, here's a, here's a guy. He was a master carver. And just kind of out of the blue, he gets this awesome job that he quit several times <laughs> because he didn't like what was going on. But who knows this stuff? And you, and you know, to your point about people caring and not caring, I've gotten some comments on it, but 
very few people even react to that, like going, like, wow, that's that's an incredible story. Right. But you know what, though? I don't let it discourage me. No, I, I don't I'm either. I'm not going to stop because of people and and like i say it's it's almost it's 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 obviously it's a passion it's 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 it comes from your blood from your veins from your heart or you wouldn't do all this right because um, this is not about any you know personal wealth or gain or anything it's <laughs> far from it. <laughs> it so i mean it's 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 awesome and you know i always say to myself just keep doing it just keep doing it yeah no that's what i do and and um you know i i've kind of found two young guys that are doing it uh, and and one of them, in fact, you know, at some point when, in time, and when I get too old to do this, I, I'm I'm hoping he'll he'll take over some of this stuff. Uh, and you know, it's a you know, I feel good that at least I found a couple of young guys that are interested in in keeping this thing going. But I, I you know, I think some of the things you suggested, like getting the younger people to to go and and see and uh, connect with their their culture, because you know, I've I've been researching my families for uh, probably close to 15 years now. And it helps you find out who you are, you know, without that's the doubt. way I feel, you know, without that's what I doubt. feel. And it, 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 in Italy, you know, on the whole is an incredible place. I mean, it's, it's got the most UNESCO World Heritage Sites. It's number one by far. It's like I'm even close with the rest of the world. And it's such a magical place. And like I said, I'm not saying if you send 100 kids there, 100 are going to come back and go, oh, my God, this is tremendous, and this is going to be my life. I don't mean that. But I know if you send 100 kids there, odds are it's going to impact pretty much all of them. And I think it may impact to another level a few. I you know, agree. Yeah. Go there, and it literally changes their life. That's how incredible. I'm pretty confident about that. And as far as learning about your um, ethnic background, that's the easiest. That's the quickest. That's the best. There, there's nothing else. You could have uh, a 10 million festivals and eat 20 million sausage sandwiches with peppers. <laughs> it ain't going to do it compared to that. Those are great things, too. I'm not discouraging anyone from going. That's awesome. But it cannot be in place of as a substitute of real uh knowledge of your uh, of your uh, background of your family background uh yeah yeah i agree uh so before we go uh just you know give everybody the uh the website name and the podcast oh today. absolutely thank you so i uh my show is called keeping keeping with the apostrophe at the end no g keeping it real with frankie d I am Frankie D. My website is italianamericanlife.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I post all my moments on there. I post a a link for every podcast I do. Um, Very involved with our community center, Casa Italia, uh, just just outside of Chicago, uh, and involved in anything. If it's Italian, I'm there. Well, that's great. Well, thanks again, Frank. I appreciate the time. Bob, thank you so much. It was great. Thank you.